Blog Talk Radio.
Yeah. We serve a big God, not just big, but serve a oh, great yeah. mighty God. How's everybody doing today? What's going oh, on? Y'all good. Good. And all this McQueen in the house. What's going on, y'all? Oh, everything, praise God. My God is an awesome God. A mighty, mighty God. Most definitely. So we got the bishop, the right reverend, the most reverend, from the right side of the street, up and down the interstate. Most of all, the cut the check preacher, bishop. Bishop Philip Duke. <laughs> yes, uh, I tell you, I like our God is an awesome God. Our God is so awesome that if He calls you to put everything on the line, He'll back it up and then say, "Trust me." Uh-oh. Not just for what okay. He can give you, but what He'll send you to do. He'll say, "Trust me, just trust me. I got you." That's what I love about. Mm. It. See, he preaching already. He preaching already. But you know, of course, it's me, Minister D in the house, sitting in 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 our in our host baby post absence. Uh, just want you all to continue to pray for her and her family as she gets yeah. the tragedy. It, it, it's you know, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I repeat the words of my granddad: If you hadn't been through it, you just keep on living. It's coming. You keep on living. That's right. You know, he was saying the Bible, that said, man, it's been a few days, but full of trouble. Yes, sir. But today is the day that the Lord has made, no matter what, Bishop. We will rejoice. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know, know, God is blessing us every day, you know, so, but he he warned us, you know, said, come on the side, wouldn't be easy, but he'll deliver us. And I thank him for he will, and his word shall return void. Hey, Bishop McCray, go ahead and lead us in the word of prayer so we can get this show jumping. Sure will. Sure will. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we uplift you at this hour, Lord Jesus, because truly you are worthy to be praised. We thank you and bless you that we have once again opportunity to be over the airwaves, Lord Jesus, praying for the anointing and that our word go out, that it don't fall on deaf ears, but ears of someone who's itching to hear the word of God and that it goes down and sink into their heart, which is the good ground. We pray that you leave our back safely over the airways and um, in the plains, safely back to Atlanta, Georgia, and strengthen her family. And we also yeah. pray for this day on 9-11, which so many people are mourning, Strengthen them, Lord Jesus. Yes. This we ask in your holy name. Amen. 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 That's what we need. That's what we need. We need prayer, y'all. But if you trust and believe in him, he'll make it yes. all right. Yes, yes he will. Welcome, Bronson. Thompson Community Choir, y'all.
may hit all right. It may hit all oh, right. All right. Oh, so no. look, so for some of y'all that done tore your living room up, listen to this song. Just, you know, just, yeah. just uh, you know, don't call the insurance company because it's going to be kind of hard to explain. <laughs> but, you know, that's yeah, that yeah. <laughs> so then it's gonna be on everybody's policy in fine print. You cannot listen to the Tucker Community Choir in your home. Or we will not be liable for the damage that's called. <laughs> make it all right. <laughs> make it all right. See, yes, you know, see, like I said before, you know, say his word should, you know, won't show, should return voice. So when he said he's going to make it all right, that means he is going to make it all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, he will. Yes, right. I'm a little witness. <laughs> yeah. That's right. See, you know, even check it out. Even check it out. Even he does not change your situation. He'll change you in the midst of it. Yes, he will. And so, you know, the profound line in, in the song to me is, you know, she just said, I tried him for That's myself. Right. <laughs> and I don't so, need basically it. What she, said, she done took a dip. She took a dip already. So she's just trying to tell you. But anyhow, anyhow. We're moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Well, as you all know, <laughs> it's, it's Sunday, September 11th, and, you know, we're commemorating those who lost their lives in the Trade Center. Uh, hey, you know, the yeah. you, know and, and, you know, that was one of the pretty, for me, probably one of the most tragic things, you know, that I'd ever see in, in my lifetime. You know, you no just more. can't fathom somebody just taking two planes and just running them into a building or crashing them into a Pentagon or, you know, some people That's taking right. down a plane and crashing in the middle Killing, of the field. Yeah, yeah. But my question Killing is, innocent people. Innocent people that had nothing yeah. to do with their problems, you know. But right. my question is this, and I ask you all: Do you what? all remember where you were when you found out the plane hit the, hit the building? Yes, yes, praise God! I had just came from out of Georgia, and I was here in West Palm Beach, praise God, because I had to be here for an appointment, and it was so sad that morning, praise God. My niece was working in New York in in an office, and I we got on those phones and we called, and she said every she was all right, and she was checking on some other things, but she lost her friend, praise God, and it mm. was just a sad, sad morning. We were calling and calling New York because my brothers live in New York, and mm. uh, we were calling, and we got in touch with my niece. She did make the phone call, but she lost one of her friends. My Lord. Mm. Yeah, I, I was watching television. I had just got a pick line uh-huh. um, uh, for my my heart condition. And I was watching this, and they were saying and the news flash came in, and I thought it was some kind of just pick joke almost till I realized mm. this is real. And then they said a yeah. second plane. And the first thing I called, I called my preacher friend. I said, man, you need to turn this on and see this. Mm-hmm. It was shocking. It was yes, it devastating. Was. Yeah, it was like something out of a movie. Bishop McCray, where were you? Well, 
I was here in West Palm Beach at my, you know, my mother-in-law's house, and when I heard it, we cut, you know, the TV on, and I was able to watch over the TV when the second plane, you know, into the building, and I began to see the building when it be, you know, TV when it began to crumble all apart, and my heart went to beating real hard. It, it just, you know, put fear in me, which is not supposed to be a fear, but it hit me because it was like, whoa, I can't believe this. And I just saw the building, you know, this tall building, which was the, which building that was? Well, the tower, you know, Twin Tower coming down. Yeah. And that just, it, it was devastating to watch it on TV, not less being up there, the people who were there. But just to see that thing happen on TV, it I never forget it. And thank God yeah. that, you know. Well, I tell you, I knew exactly where I was. Um, uh, you know, it was early in the morning, about nine o'clock, and I was over my girlfriend's house. Don't ask no questions. Don't ask no questions. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it. Uh, <laughs> so a friend of mine called, and he said, "Man, you watching TV?" I said, "No, I'm just waking up." Like I said, don't ask no questions. <laughs> okay. Okay, you grow up in there for white. Praise the Lord. Yes, praise the Lord in the house. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, continue. I clicked on the TV, and you know, watch it, and you know, you know how to get all the newscasters, you know, going back and forth, you know, what happened. And I literally sat there as the second plane hit the second building. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. And when I tell you, it blew my mind in so uh-huh. many different ways. Uh-huh. Because, you know, first of all, you think that this got to be something out of a movie. It, I mean, this, it, uh-huh. it has to be. You know, that's what I was thinking. That, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh-huh. It was unreal. But, you know, you know, for that moment, look, for that brief moment, I got in the spirit. <laughs> and I realized, and, and I thought about something. I said, now, you have to understand, or can you even understand the level of commitment that you have to have to something for somebody to convince you to train months and years in advance to learn how to fly a plane just so you can kill yourself in it. But you, but you know what, uh, 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 Brother D, Mister D, is this? What? When we talk about nine eleven, that point you just made, nobody mm-hmm. wants to address that concept that Islam has taught foundations about mm-hmm. killing yourself for Allah. Nobody wants right. to talk about that, and the reasons why they did it—they were not radical uh, uh, Muslims. That is a lie. They were only following mm-hmm. the basic tenets of Islam. And one day on this program, uh, we're going to go through the basic Islam, the tenets of Islam and its history. Because one, mm-hmm. let me give you one of them. It says this, it's somewhere in Surah 54, it says this, Fight with the infidels in every strategy of war and believe mm-hmm. in them. And it says, do not, the Quran teaches this. I'm a student of the Quran. It says, 
fight with infidels and every strategy of war. And the Quran says, do not make friends of Christians and Jews. You who make friends of Christians and Jews are of them. Allah forbids such a thing. That's what the Quran teaches. Yeah. It's 380 verses of war in the Quran. Wow. But I mean, but think about it. So, so now, yeah. I ask the question. I ask the question. You know, just like you speaking about, you know, what the Quran says. Now, let's let's flip it on the believers now who know what the Bible Uh-oh. says. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know, I was going there. I knew now, you were. How many people are willing to make that kind of commitment for this God? Who hung, bled, and died for us, and is real, and is real. How many people have you seen in our churches day in and day out won't even help clean the bathroom? My Lord, <laughs> won't, help, won't help clean the parking lot. All right, mm-hmm. you know. If, if we had they get angry when they see the pastor mm-hmm. with a new car. Oh, you that's know, right. They won't pay the minutes auxiliary. They won't pay the times. But you, you, right. you, you pick a religion that was able to convince five or six guys uh-huh. that if you do this, you will be considered heroes amongst that's your right. peers. So that's you right. train into this already knowing that you are going to die. Now, how many believers are willing to stand up and go into something that they believe in so much that they are willing and already know that they're going to die for? I pose that question. Now, that's good in church, you know, for God I live and for God I die, making that statement while we're in the four walls. But if that Mm -hmm. were true, and that's my argument down here in Florida to all my pastors, is that uh, if we really believe that, we wouldn't have the drug dealers running our community because we've been stood up to them and ran them out. But we do not believe right. that. We only believe that. We only believe that when we want something from God. Yeah. Right. He's able. When I want to heal him some money or be more. Uh-huh. Yeah, because if you really believe, if you're really willing to die for this cause, you'll step to that drug dealer and say, look, no, you're not going to continue to do this in my neighborhood. That's all right. right. <laughs> all right. And we really You're really not going to continue to kill the children in this neighborhood. You got to get up out of here. And we're going to fix a way you can move. So you just hit the prophetic point that we've been ducking for the last 45 years. Not long. <laughs> we've been Not ducking long. that, what you just said, for 45 years since the death of King. Because when King died, we had Heron killing us. Yeah. And then after we start moving these civil rights, every major drug that came out could be sold in the black community where everybody mm-hmm. come down and get. We became the retail market for all drugs in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the face of mega ministry and all this other hoopla's talk, and our communities have been embalmed, but uh, and inflamed. And, and, and but you know what else on Islam? Go about this Islam tip. What you talking about? They were convinced. Islam also teaches that when you die fighting the enemies of God, you're going to have all the wine you can drink, and 72 virgins await you in that that uh, lion heaven that they talk about. Now, 72 virgins. 
what is a man going to do with one version? Maybe Not 10 million. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Not but bad. that's what they promised them. All the wine they could drink, 72 versions, and you're going to be pleased with your God. See, every time the enemy sets up a religion and he really wants to get them, and you can look into all of them like that, there's always sexual perversion. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I go through all yeah. of them. You will find sexual perversion, a promise of sexual perversion or multiple marriages yeah. like in the Mormons. That's how they started. Mm-hmm. But you don't find none yeah. of that in the living word of God. You know, you, you know, uh, Minister Tuggle and Bishop, that's why, you know, I can't really speak on that because I have refused to um, – to read it, the Quran myself, you know, even though I have had access where I could have read it, but it was just something inside of me was troubling my spirit that I become confused. And so I, I had to sit back and listen when you talk about that, you know, because I just didn't feel comfortable reading, you know, the Quran Bible. And see, the devil is the author of confusion. Now, he wants you to be confused. You're right. You, sis, you're absolutely right. And the only way you don't be confused is this. I'm telling you this from my experience as a Christian leader and a Christian educator. I have mm-hmm. read every cult book you could find on religion, but I was first extremely versed in the word of God. See, the Christian truly can't be confused. You know why? We have a teacher. We call him the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. Hebrew, he's a Ruha HaKadosh, and his job is to guide and lead us in all truth, not for us to yes. figure anything out. But mm-hmm. once you become versed in his word, right, and mm-hmm. you understand basic truth of the Bible, what God will do, he will help you decode all of these other uh, religious lies that the enemy put in the earth so you can help somebody clear their mind. Mm-hmm. Like I went through the Egyptian Book of the Dead. I got a lot of black folk, they are following now the Egyptian Book of the Dead. And they'll mm-hmm. say that the Ten Commandments came out of the Ten Commandments. They had ten laws in Egypt and the Harabi laws and all that. And I said, no, that ain't true. I read that because the Holy Spirit will keep your mind. And say, now, let me show you the lie and the living in this. See, but once you become versed in the Word of God, don't mm-hmm. ever be afraid to read anything because you can't be confused because the Holy Spirit going to say, now, this is what this is, this is what uh-huh. this is not, and this is how it goes. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, well, you, you have that I, promise from God. I tell you this, I'm not down with the Muslim Israel religion, but I know one thing. You microwave, you put a, night, a be- slice of bean pie in the microwave for 30, about 30 seconds, you got a nice snack on your hand. That's all I'm saying. All right, all right. But see, you know, the one thing, you know, tragedy, tragedy, you know, the only benefit to tragedy is when tragedy hit and have everybody at the altar the next day. Cause let me tell you something. What you say? That's all on Sunday after them after them towers got hit. Everybody was in church. All right. And they and everybody was in church. They were surrendering. That's our next song, Surrender. Right. B. Chase Williams and Shabbat Kwa. All right. <laughs> there comes a point in this journey called life 
that we feel overwhelmed by the burdens of the journey. So much so to the point that they seem to weigh us down. But I want to encourage you, my friend, that if you yield and surrender all to the Father, He will lighten the load.
to the Lord and just surrender everything to Him. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're feeling on the inside, yield it all to the Lord. Let Him be everything that you need Him to be. He will be your provider. He will be your healer. He will be your sustainer. He will be your keeper. He will be your peace. Getting saved, 
And I said, you know, I tried everything. Try to be a hustler, try to be this, try to be that in and out of jail. It wasn't working, so I said, I'm going to try God. And I tried him, and praise God, I surrender, and here I am today. Praise God. Uh-huh. He's right. <laughs> all right. That's all right. right. Well, you know, everybody had a moment of Yeah, that's the short version. <laughs> but I tell you, yeah. prayer changes things, praise God. I had already surrendered, praise God, and gave my life to the Lord, and praise God, and I just prayed, prayed, prayed for my husband. <laughs> and I tell you, Prayer changes things, praise God. One morning, praise God, he woke up and he said, Arcus, do you think the Lord can change me? And my Lord, I had been at a 10-night revival. It was going to be for 12 (laughs) nights. And Oh, why did he say that that morning? Everything that that he said came back to me. Praise God. And oh, I got on that telephone, and that particular morning, we usually drive separate uh, cars and trucks to work. But I said, no, today I'm going to take you to work, drop you off, and tonight we go in the church to the revival, and you going to tarry. And praise God. He heard and he received the Holy Ghost. Praise God. God is so good. Oh, well, you know, the first thing you have to do, you know, when you surrender, well, when you give your life to the Lord, basically what you're saying is, I surrender. I'm giving it all to you. And you're yes. basically saying, Lord, I need you. I need you. Yes. I need you. Yes. I need yeah, you right now. I need you right now. I needed you, I needed you yesterday, and I needed you right yes. now. Right uh-huh. now, we got coming up right now, Lord, by the Warlock Brothers. Following the Warlock Brothers, the next voice you will hear is Bishop Arcus McCray with the inspiration of Corner. All right. Oh, oh, oh. I'm calling your name because I need you right now, Lord. Mm, I'm calling your name because I need you, Lord, right now, Lord. Well, sometimes I get tired and sometimes I get weak. That's why I'm calling Call your name. Cause I need you right now, Lord. Yeah, I'm calling your name. Cause I need you right now, Lord. Yeah, I'm calling your name, Lord. Cause I need you, Lord. Right now, Lord. Well, sometimes I get tired and sometimes I get weak. That's why I'm calling Call your name. Yeah, cause I need you right now, Lord. Mm, I'm praying this prayer right now, cause I need you, Lord. Right now, Lord. Yeah, I'm praying this prayer right now, cause I need you, Lord. Right now, Lord. Well, sometimes I wake it hard and sometimes I that's why I'm calling Call your, your name. Yeah, cause I need you right now. Sing of this song right now, cause I need you, Lord. Right now, Lord. I'm singing this song right now, cause I need you, Lord. Right now, Lord. Oh, sometimes I get tired.
for the for man's soul and to have eternal life. Praise God. You know, um, as we, you know, was saying back at the time, now we are in the part, now we are under the law. We are under God's law. A lot of people don't understand when you say we are not under the law now. But once you learn what was taking place when we was under the law, then you can understand where it say, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, who will believe in him, should not perish but have everlasting life. And, you know, the gift of God, which, you know, you would understand that. But right now we are coming to the end of Jesus' aim to be willfully the Lamb of God. And when he came, even though he'd done a lot of great things, miracles, but his job was to be the Messiah, not to lead the people freedom through fighting, but humbly through the word of God by the shedding of his blood. And as we have talked about what was required, the lamb, Okay, he willfully went to the cross, which was the altar. And, you know, in the book of Leviticus, we, I told you whereas when the priest, the blood of the lamb for their sin offering, they, they sprinkle it seven times. And if we don't catch that, that's a little key into that. But we find out that when Jesus said it is, coming to the time that he must turn himself in to be sacrificed. They didn't quite understand it. But when he went to the cross, there he before he got there and on the way there, he shed his blood. He shed blood seven times. Without the shedding of the blood, there'd be no remission of sin. See, that's why they sprinkled the blood around. Okay. He shed uh they put a crown of throne in his head. Out came blood when they stuck the stones into the side of his head. Um, they whipped him on his back with many lashes. And from the whip that was applied to his back, out came blood two times. Um, they Bust him in his face and punched him in his face and pulled out his beard. And if you know where he was beaten beyond recognition, and if you know you get beaten like that and pull you know, your face hair out, you're going to share some blood. That's three. They pierced the nails in his hands. And when you pierce a nail in your hand, out going to come blood. That's four. They pierced him with nails in his feet and out came blood think of five and he shed in blood just like they throw blood on the altar but there was just, just his altar now is the cross the cross is way as you don't be given when you are sentenced to go to the cross that way you die at on the cross but he's gonna I'll come back to that and they um, pierced him in his side, and out came blood and water. That come the six. Now the seventh time, uh, it was stated 
through the prophecy say they will not break his bones. So when they did not break in his bones, so that was uh, a part that was taken in consideration for God. So he shared his blood, but God didn't allow them to break his bones because when the soldier came and he was on the cross, he noticed that Jesus was already dead. So he did not break his bone. But had he broke his bone, that would have been seven more times. But God had mercy upon him with that. And from that, um, you know, ooh, don't leave me. Praise God. Um, um, you know, he demonstrated something that we should catch in here. You know, as I said, the, the cross was considered, whereas once you go to the cross, you was condemned for your sin, and that's what you had did. But Jesus did something on the cross that we should always remember. There was two guys on there with him, not with him, but beside him, who died upon the cross. And one, say, Master, when you go to your home, Will you remember me? And he told him, he said, today you will be with me in paradise. That was a sign to let him know that he was the Messiah and he forgave this sinner on the cross. And whereas everything had changed, whereas you went to the cross, your soul was lost. But now, since Jesus had died on the cross and shed his blood, we can be forgiven. And I know when I go to heaven, that's going to be one of the person I'm going to look up. A lot of people say, I want to see Jesus. Well, I, you know, I don't have enough time to go into the begotten son, meaning he looked just like Jesus. But um, I know um, there's two more peoples that was taken up to heaven. But I know when I get there, I'm going to look for the soldier, I mean the thief that died on the cross, when I get to paradise, I want to see him and tell him, you really inspired me because if I see where God forgave you for being a thief and living a wretched life, he forgave you, I know he forgave me. So I know he's going to be in heaven. I want to shake his hand. Okay, you all have a good good this evening and pray for the ones that who are moaning. And remember, next week, I will, the Lord will be preaching on the blood of Jesus. Then when you hear it, you will understand the importance of the blood of Jesus. Have a good evening. Pray for me. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus Just to take him at his word Just to rest upon his promise Just to know that it was said by God Oh, 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 oh Jesus, Jesus how I trust you, how I prove you more. 
Sometimes I wish I had two wings, two wings, two wings to fly away to glory. To wings to fly away where no one can find me, but I know that's not God's way. Fly away. I've got to stand and endure my trouble. I'm tired of being in these shoes. At night I close my And I'll cry out to you, can't fly away. But sometimes I wish I had. Sometimes I wish I had